0: To all the Wanderers, Wanderers, Freethinkers, and Throwaway Kids, welcome to the Dumpster Fire. Let's, Let's get, get dumpster, dumpster diving. diving. After a long hiatus, yeah. we are back. Like a vertebrae. All the way. Justin, is so, it true that you were on an underground mission to the bottom of the ocean? I am. You are? Still. Currently. <laughs> Telekinesis. I knew yeah. you guys were up for something. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, we have Justin, the lovely Money Penny, and me, your host Brian, all back again, finally, yeah. finally, to bring out some new content. And what a crazy time it has been. Yes. I don't. I mean, I'm sure you all see it. The you know. I think. We all just needed to stop for a while and just absorb what was going on. Yeah. Because, I don't know, are we at war with everyone or not? <laughs> I, don't, I really don't know what, what to think anymore. So, yeah. uh, that's going to kind of... Uh, guys, I think that's going to be what we focus on for our trip back. Yeah. And, uh, I do have a lot of cool stuff going on here for the podcast. I'm ordering some Glencairn. Glasses, and I probably said that wrong because again, that's a word I've seen written a million times. Yeah, never heard it pronounced. It's so funny. Growing up as a reader,
1: I've I've learned as an adult that I've been pronouncing words wrong in my head my entire
0: life. My enti- entire life. Because I've
1: only read them, and I
0: have a bad thing of adding letters into words Me because too. I've read them so much yeah. that I sight word them. Yeah, like there's no R. Whoops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, folks. Uh, anyway, uh, we we're, we're back. Uh, we're going to do uh, uh, something a little off the beaten path, like we tend to do now and then, because we figured if we're going to come back, let's come back weird. Yeah. So, today, for our whiskey, we will be imbibing in is Kentucky Coffee, coffee whiskey. This is not a bourbon, it's uh, bottled out at 66 proof, made with Kentucky whiskey and rich coffee. So, Money Penny. She did the research on these guys. So from Bardstown, Kentucky, we figured this would be some normal distilleries, like Little Whiskey Side Project, but as you found.
2: Uh, so Kentucky Coffee is actually owned by a company called Atomic Brands. Mm-hmm. And their flagship product is something that I'm not sure I'm very familiar with. It's Monaco vodka. Right. And then a whole series of uh, prepackaged in the can vodka cocktails.
3: Oh, wow.
2: um, mm-hmm. I think I need more of them in my life, so I'm gonna hunt those down another day. Okay. Um, but, like you said, this whiskey is bottled in Bardstown. I'm, I believe that many people think that being made in Kentucky gives it an air of authority when it comes to bourbon and whiskey.
0: It, it is. It's, wasn't it ninety percent or so of bourbons <coughs> bourbon and whiskey, or made in Kentucky? Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
2: However, bourbon, there's no requirement whatsoever that bourbon needs to be made in Kentucky. Just yep. in the United States. Yep. So. Hmm. Um, yeah. So, Atomic Brand's CEO apparently thought that it'd be a great idea to mix two wonderful crowd favorites, coffee and whiskey. So, we are about to find out how successful they were in that.
0: We sure are. And, interestingly... We decided to switch it up a bit more today, even. So what we're going to do is we're going to give this a try, straight. Well, on the rocks, actually. That's how we've been doing it. When we go to the Glen Cairns, we might start doing neat, but we'll see. Uh, but we're trying this on the rocks first. And then uh, Moneypenny has taken to making uh, fancy cocktails with fancy bitters and now has a plethora of bitters yeah. that are impressive, and she thinks she can make something really fancy from this if it tastes like we expect. So, guys. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Ooh, That is utterly delicious and tastes like a dessert. It it does. It's very sweet.
2: Yeah, it's sweeter than I would have expected, but I like the Eh. kind of caramelization that's going on there. Mm
1: -hmm. It, It would make a hell
0: of a white Russian. Oh, it yes. almost is a white Russian <laughs> with a little heavy cream, and this would be a white Russian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what... This is a, this is a black Russian. Yeah. <laughs> it's clearly what it is. Yeah.
2: It is. It's, it's like Kahlua, mm-hmm. but whiskey.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So a friend of mine once went into an Applebee's, <laughs> and this joke almost writes itself, yeah. and he asked for a white Russian, and they said they didn't have the stuff to make it. So he goes, oh, okay, make me a white trash Russian. And the girl's like, "What on earth is that?" He's like, "Just take chocolate milk and put vodka in it." Yeah. <laughs> she did it, and it was delicious. I've <laughs> always said, "White Russians are chocolate milk for grownups."
1: Yeah, yeah they're delicious. That's my, that's my mixed rank choice there.
0: Mm-hmm. So, with the world spiraling downward in a weird pattern, and and every uh, it seems like every uh, prime minister everywhere is, you know, quitting. Yeah. we Or being assassinated. That yeah. happened. Yeah. Uh, insanity, you know.
1: And it seems like the average citizen, no matter where you are, is just full of misanthropy. Yeah. Um, and pissed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pissed off, but I don't think anyone really knows where to place their anger for certain. It kind of goes back to that uh, library babble story that I bring up pretty often, uh, with such a glut of information, it's hard to cipher through it all. Yes. And uh, uh, we're kind of in a post truth world right now. The, and, the uh, age of
0: steam is upon us, yeah. and uh, it is more chaotic than people suspected.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to know what's real and what's not. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think people are so sick of just being sold to all the time that it's. Uh, We just want to touch on something real and pure. I mean, look at the rise of podcasts. Long-form storytelling. Uh Um, They just want to touch on something real and pure, something human, uh, because we're always being sold to. Buy, 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 sell, sell, sell. Your information is now a commodity. Yes, uh, a valuable one. The commoditization of humans, I think, has led to what I see uh, in, in our art. We're seeing this... Post-postmodern irony has turned into pure and simple nihilism. Yeah. Self-referential meta-nihilism. And it's everywhere. Uh, some of the most popular shows that we're taking in is all self-referential, uh, either cosmic or existential nihilism. Yep. And I think that's just because we're in this post-truth society where no one really knows where to focus and there's no. Uniting factors anymore We're able to curate So much of our lives now We (laughs) can decide Who we talk to Um What information we take in To such a minute degree That Um There's not a lot of Connecting through lines And uh I think that's why we're seeing this rise of uh, nihilism. I, myself, was a nihilist before it was cool.
0: Before it was cool, yeah. Back when it would still get you taken to the principal's office and <laughs> yeah. questioned. Yeah, that reminds me
1: of one of my favorite um, jokes. How did the hipster burn his tongue? He ate his pizza before it was cool. Uh, oh, that's dad joke level hipster joke. I
0: love it. I love it. So, yeah, we talked a little bit about this the other day, and that you would brought up... One of my big influences, Alan Moore, and yeah. then Dan Harmon. Dan's everywhere now. Yeah. They tried to cancel him. It didn't yeah.
1: work at all. And I think those two kind of show mm-hmm. almost uh, polar opposites of this post-postmodern nihilism. You've got Dan Harmon that's very much, very meta, very cosmic nihilist, yeah. Uh we are all just a jumble of neurons and chemicals. There is no God. God is dead. We killed him. Yeah. Um, and then you've got Alan Moore, who is also a nihilist, but there's hope there. Um, the fact that there is no inherent meaning means that we have the freedom to make our own meaning. Uh, we can still believe in things like hope and love. And uh, those are two. There are two very different paths we can choose. Uh, Both are very steeped in just being able to laugh about the world, (laughs) Mm -hmm.
3: Um,
1: which I'm a big fan of. Um, I'm a fan of both, personally. I think they're both some of the most brilliant minds writing today. Uh, But uh, I'm wondering what path as a country, as as a society as a whole, that we're going to choose. Are we going to go full cosmic? Are we going to keep... high ideals like justice and hope and love and
0: it it concerns me because that's kind of been made a mockery out of and we were sort of the forefront of of the way we ran that you know we we appeared to have this like demand for structure but now it's everybody knows I mean you've got people in Congress which we don't touch on politics but this isn't necessarily politics they can't insider trade yeah they can get it's legal for them so that's i think everybody's kind of seeing they're like well well, the rules are pointless we've we've always approached the world as though
1: we're the arbiters of some high righteous ideals and now that the truth has come out Mm -hmm. um from the history of this country from its founding on we have seeing the behind the scenes now yeah uh and uh i think it's led to all this misanthropy like yep. we're like oh so we're, we're there is no uh american exceptionalism anymore like we're we're not great mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah.
2: i think everyone is much more aware of um a more global interpretation of what america yes. is and or is seen to exactly. be exactly mm-hmm. and a lot of people are not pleased by that yeah but the it's same way blue. that someone might get defensive if you <laughs> criticize something that they yeah can't necessarily change um, I feel like some Americans get very defensive when you criticize yeah. anything and it's like, no, this is how well, we get better. Yeah, exactly. We, we have to That's why we have to the First Amendment actions.
1: is first, because we need to be able to talk shit about society. And why the Second Amendment is second is because if that talking shit don't go well, you need to be able to defend it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yep. It's there to protect the first. And we've come to this point, it's very odd to me, and it was kind of predicted in uh, George Orwell's Burmese days. Uh, which is almost autobiographical about his, uh, time as a MP in, uh, India under British controlled India, but he, it's all about the control of information and this whole cancel culture. Like Mm -hmm. we need more arbiters of freedom of expression and freedom of ideas. Uh, we've got a lot out there and I think it's so funny they keep coming for the comedians and that's yeah. the comedian's entire job that is the entire purpose is to tell the emperor he has no fucking clothes on and, they're like, and now they're trying to cancel them when they say the emperor has no clothes yeah. Like, uh, I, I love that they tried to come for Chappelle because yes. Chappelle it was like they're going to try to come for me watch, it's going to be funny uh. and it was <laughs> <laughs> he's like watch this y'all <laughs> and uh, they did and they failed um, it, it's uh, kind of crazy though it, I mean we've had tons of warning From Lenny Bruce to George Carlin Everyone was yes. saying mm-hmm. They're going to come for us And it's going to be through the control of language and information mm-hmm. um, uh, The seven dirty words you can't say on television That that changed how we view censorship um, And it changed laws I mean look what they did to Lenny Bruce in the 50s and the 60s And yep. um, and all of those guys were screaming from the rooftops, like we have to be able to talk shit. We have to. That is our number
0: one right. If we cannot talk about it, then we can't improve. Well, it's strange that it was. They kind of thought the the people that would come after them would be all these like wealthy church people. Yeah. And that's not what's the the new mob does not look like. That. No. But like, look at Bill Hicks. Bill Hicks. Yeah. Got, just. Hated upon yeah. for making a joke that if Jesus came back, the last thing he'd probably want to see is a cross. Yeah, and I'm like, that's yeah. a hilarious joke. That's not—I yeah. don't think it was sacrilegious or anything—and they lost their mind. They absolutely like, lost their mind. D- d- they tried and to cancel
1: him back then. They tried to cancel him, and then his best friend stole his entire act. Dennis Leary—that mm-hmm. <laughs> dude can rot for all I care. He literally stole his mannerisms. You look—you watch No Cure for Cancer, and Dennis Leary is acting. He's playing Bill Hicks, yep. like, and it's obvious. Wow. He stole his entire everything, stole word-for-word word jokes. And mm-hmm. uh, he made millions, and Bill Hicks didn't. And uh, I, I, part of me thinks that, because Dennis Leary is like the poor man's Bill Hicks. Yeah, he could do the mannerisms, and he could tell the jokes, but it had no teeth. Right. Bill Hicks had teeth. And when he said something, he meant it. And it was actual satire. It was actually picking apart society and showing us hard truths. Dennis Leary hasn't ever uh, pointed out a hard truth in his entire career. So it almost makes me feel like he was almost uh, put up to that task. He's he's an actor. Yeah. 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 Like, he was just there to take on the aesthetics of Bill Hicks without mm-hmm. uh, actually calling anyone out.
0: I remember watching it. was probably on VH1. It was a show on there. And they were talking about how you really could have just taken one or two super bands in the 80s and made every number one hit yeah. that came through. And they're, they're, they're correct about that. The Same studios had a way to put it together. They knew who they were yeah. looking for and they knew what they were doing. Well then, as of now, they no longer wait around. Yeah. They pick a person... And they make that. Yeah. And speaking of which, this is probably, I guess this is considered a conspiracy theory. I don't know, you could probably prove this if you wanted. I am dead convinced that the guy behind Andrew W.K. Yeah. is Dave Grohl. Dave Grohl had done an interview where he was talking about he really wanted to do this, like had all this material wrote, but it just wasn't him, it was more like just, fuck it all, it's party, and that ties in because, you know, it was Dave's nihilist stage. Yeah, He's a very inner, he didn't believe in AIDS for a while, I don't know where that's at (laughs) now, but he's that kind of guy. He goes in phases, and then all of a sudden, Andrew W.K. just explodes onto the scene, and it was too perfect. Yeah. It was like four lyrics, and it just rocked. (laughs) Yeah. And it turns out Andrew W.K. is a piano player, he's a talented person, and he was, I think, looking for work acting. Yeah. And it would fit. That would fit. I really think there's something to it. I also believe now, uh, Moneypenny, we are correct that uh, Dave Grohl was in Ghost, correct? He at least he, recorded with them.
2: Yes. He definitely did uh, record drums because they were between drummers. Yes. Um, okay. I did
0: not realize that. Yeah. A lot of people were discussing this. I think that's Dave Grohl. Just the, yeah. the sound of it, the way From he plays. The style. Yeah. yeah. That's the most He has a pretty distinctive band. style. He does.
2: And he to my knowledge, he's never really talked about it except for like yeah. He did that cuz he's credited. Mm-hmm. But um yeah. He was sworn to secrecy.
1: That's interesting. So, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I have a lot of respect for Dave Grohl. I mean, the man fell off the stage and broke his leg and still finished. Seriously. I mean, yeah. that I appreciate that level of dedication to the fans. And he's got a great quote, and I'm going to completely misquote it, but it's something to the effect that bands don't take the time to suck anymore. He's like, you're supposed to suck yeah. when you start. You're supposed to be in the garage and just banging out Sound sounds. terrible, not know yeah. how to
0: set the game. <clears throat> and
1: he's like, that's putting in your dues. You have to suck first.
0: See, like, we did that with our podcast when we had all the weird distortions and they like start out. Mm-hmm. One mm-hmm. mic. We were one mic like this. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got... To create anything new,
1: to innovate, you have to be willing to suck. Yeah. You have to be willing to fail, and that's one of the things I've always struggled with as a writer because I have all these what I've used brilliant ideas, but I want them to come across as as brilliant. As brilliant. As they feel as brilliant and as, mm-hmm. I know that they're going to suck some of them. Yeah. <laughs> well,
0: you're going to have someone say they suck. That's yeah. Just no matter be what you how do. it is, I've uh, you could probably. I mean, I'm sure. Our audience has done this too. You can go on Reddit with absolutely anything and find a hundred people to hate on it if you want. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just by existing there. People use the anonymity of the internet to uh, let out their angst. Yeah. Expose their opinions way too thoroughly. Yeah, and
1: everyone's got a huge bullhorn and thinks their opinion matters. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I don't know. It's kind of interesting to see no matter what you do, it gets hated on, and pretty vitriolically. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. people are passionately hating things. Like, I saw a rant one day, a passionate hatred of Robin Williams. And I was like, how?
3: how?
1: I'm like, how is that possible? What kind of he's monster He's such no a is? lovable man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I kind of judge celebrities, and this is a weird thing that I've done since I was a child, on how good of a hugger I think they would be. Uh-huh. And Robin Williams is one of those guys that you know he's all in. I'll I mean, pick it's you up full off your frontal feet, touch. Like bit. he's <laughs> arms all the way around you, mm-hmm. and uh, aren't a kind of hug you just melt into. Yep. And uh, I, I don't understand how someone could absolutely hate. I mean, they were ranting. It like, was paragraphs long about why they hate Robin Williams, and
2: uh, it's so yeah, odd to it me. it was just insane to like, me.
3: I and could I'm see like
2: hating his movie. Yeah, I mean, I you can hate, but yeah. one I mean, movie, you can hate things that yeah. he's done, that Goodwill Hunting. But, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, but but Robin Williams. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's seriously. American Treasure. Yeah, he is.
1: Yeah, I saw also when um, the Queen Miss Betty White passed away. Mm-hmm. I saw someone hating on her, and I was like, how? Ah. No. And I really think this person is just a pizza cutter. all all edge no point Um, they're just an edge lord um, because there's no way you actually hate Betty White or Robin Williams it's not physically possible I don't truly believe but the fact that they have the bullhorn in which to hate two of the least hateable people that have ever existed (laughs) (laughs) um, just kind of shows us where we are as a society (laughs) the fact that I a complete stranger can read your paragraphs long hatred of Robin Williams online and that's just like a normal tuesday afternoon it's kind of an odd thing if you look at it historically
2: Yeah. <laughs> like, well and the amount of energy that people put yes yeah. i mean the this was yeah,
1: yes this was just a
2: page glorifying. yeah
1: mm-hmm. it's insane and i really think that's what it is they're just uh, putting their angst out there
0: they have something they dislike so badly about themselves or their yeah. life or yeah just it gives them a general. place to
1: point their anger, mm-hmm. and that goes back to what we're talking about. I think why we're seeing this uh, misanthropy and this nihilism is because we do not have a reasonable place to put it. Like you look at the Greatest Generation, the World War II generation; they Nazis were evil. Yep. Everyone agreed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there wasn't really debate. Yeah. yeah, that wasn't a debate. Like it. You had somewhere to focus that anger. And we're talking about a society that was changing drastically just in Mm -hmm. um, uh, about a 15-year time frame from 1935 to 1950. We saw this massive change in society, but we had a place to put that anger, that, that, that angst, that anxiety of all this change. We had a place to put it we put it on Nazis. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that was Nazis perfectly the Japanese, acceptable. Nazis, Japanese, yeah. Well, yeah no, now, not so much the Russians,
0: but yeah, they were not—they they were that in came like the 80s. Somewhat, uh, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it's very odd. We don't have those connecting through lines b- because everyone's able to contour their own experience in life to such a degree. We don't even get to share... The same shows really anymore. Yeah. There's so many options. It used to be if a show was a hit, everyone watched everyone it, saw and it. you could discuss it with mm-hmm. anyone. That was a common ground that you could discuss with anyone. They call it water cooler moments. Yep. Absolutely, that does not happen to that degree anymore. And now, when it does happen, it's through the anonymity of the internet, which has proven so. There's something called um, limbic resonance. Uh, it's uh, a part of the brain. The uh, Reticulated Activating System, RAC, and it only activates with face-to-face within three feet of one another conversation. That is the only time it activates. We don't know why, we don't understand the mechanism, but we've proven that it lowers your uh, cortisol levels, it uh, ups uh, oxytocin and serotonin. it makes you happy to have face-to-face conversation and interaction with someone. But they've tested it repeatedly. When you're communicating with someone over the internet, it does not activate. It, it, It takes proximity. Yes. So we're... That's why loneliness in every poll that's been done over the last 20 years are at all-time highs and going up. We're more connected than we've ever been with the least amount of connections. Mm -hmm. Um, We can communicate easier than we've ever been able to communicate, but we're not connecting. Um,
2: And we're not. You know, th- our digital communications are so curated, right? Yeah. So yeah. on the one hand, you have that person who's angry at everything and puts all of it out there. Yeah. But then, you know, we all know that most of us only put the public face yeah. of our uh-huh. life. Uh-huh. Tiny yeah, a representative, if you will. Right. Uh, and, you know, even... A happy birthday doesn't really mean the same it thing anymore, right? Because, because Facebook, Facebook alerts tell you. Me yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, can I don't. Send, uh, I don't
1: have to remember even whose birthday I it is. I don't. <laughs> I just send <laughs> the same <laughs> thing to yeah. everybody.
2: Yeah. And, and
1: that's why no one can touch on anything pure anymore. We're all just begging for something pure. Because I feel like social media in particular is just all of us screaming into the void mm-hmm. in unison. We're all screaming into the same void, but no one's communicating or connecting.
0: Um, it's just screaming into the void to get it out of. It's it. very interesting you brought that up. I was having a over-text conversation today with a person I hadn't talked to in probably a week or two. And, like, we both ended up sending these walls of text. And I was like, hold on. I was like, we just need to meet up yeah. and talk. And yeah, uh, have an actual like, conversation. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. And it yeah. wasn't even because it was overwhelming. It's because, you're right, you don't get that vibe. Like, is this person yeah. stressing out because of this? Or are mm-hmm. they just wanting to laugh you and tell you about
1: it? You miss out 90% of the way we communicate yep. through body language and tone. There is a big difference befo- between I'm fine and I'm fine. There's a huge (laughs) difference. Anyone who's ever been around someone of the female persuasion (laughs) knows there is a gigantic difference between those two sentences. Mm -hmm. Even though they're the exact same words, there is a giant difference. And you don't get that level of communication. I think that plays into why it doesn't activate the RA's. RAC, because mm-hmm. so much more than just text on a screen going to communi- how we communicate. And women in particular can communicate with eyeballs only. Mm-hmm. I, I've I've not learned this, uh, but I've seen it happen Absolutely. where they have an yeah. entire conversation across the room
2: Absolutely.
1: <laughs> with looks. And well, and we
2: know we all experience like the mom look. Yeah. You don't oh, actually yeah. have to be you a mom. You don't have
1: to say a word, and you don't have to be a mom. It, it, <laughs> but
2: we all know what that look means.
1: Yeah. I was told the other day, I was reprimanding Reprimanding one of my dogs, and
0: uh, they're like, "Ooh, the dad voice." I was like, "Really?" They're like, "Yeah, that <laughs> yeah, was the that dad was it. voice." <laughs> it's a whole nother octave. <laughs> yeah. Our friend, we were all out to eat, and there were two little boys there. They're like four and five, and they were both feeding off one another pretty bad. And I don't know what finally happened. Is she just locked onto him, and he <laughs> sat down and was a little saint, and the other <laughs> kid didn't get it. And I was just like, "Oh boy." Yeah. <laughs> It's like, oh, no, he knows. (laughs) My my favorite is the count. I
1: I saw a mom in a a grocery store the other day. She said one, and that kid snapped. (laughs) And I was like, every mom's got it. (laughs) Every Every one of them's got that one, two, three count. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know. It's so odd. I feel like the more isolated we become and the more we're communicating through Just Text and through the Internet, we're going to miss the mom look. We're going to miss the dad voice. We're going to miss the one, two count. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, just subtle things that are so integrated into the human experience are going to be missing in in 20 years. Um, to where 20 years from now, kids aren't going to know what the hell you're talking about when you say a dad voice. Yeah. They're like, Oh, I just talked to dad through text. (laughs) You know, like it's so crazy. Um, and, uh, I don't know. Uh, it's like Elon's been saying, we're already cyborgs. He yeah, we're like, already there. We're already there. He's we are already like, there and Our America. technology is an extension of ourselves. Yeah. He's like, that is a cyborg. He's like, yes. doubt me, throw your phone away. It leaves <laughs> a blueprint. Like there yeah. is,
0: like there is There are things that you can copy from people. That's why your data's worth so much money right yeah. now. Yeah. And that goes to the
1: commoditization of the human experience. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's crazy. Goods are actually... Becoming less and less valuable, uh, goods are,
3: mm-hmm.
1: uh, but experiences are becoming more, more valuable. More and more valuable. Yeah, yep. because we're just trying to connect to something real. So
0: we're,
1: we're just trying to be uh, connected to that human condition.
0: This is the perfect pause point yes. while Money Penny prepares this fancy cocktail. Nice.
2: Do you want me to just transform yours?
0: Yeah. All right, guys. Do you have a name for this one?
2: Um, gosh, I guess it would be, well, the Coffee Fashioned.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, the Coffee nice. fashion. Let's see what happens.
2: I made mine extra creamy on accident. Let's see.
0: That is absolutely delicious.
1: Oh, that's it's very, dangerous. Very good. Yeah, like, that does not taste like alcohol. <laughs> no, it
2: doesn't. Tastes like, I don't know, cherry-flavored chocolate milk or yeah. something. Yeah.
1: That's amazing. You've outdone yourself, Money Penny. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> this is lovely. That's some alchemy right there. Some good fuel.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you for truly... reference, it was the Kentucky Coffee Whiskey, mm-hmm. uh, four drops of Angostura Cocoa Bitters. Oh, the lovely cocoa. A little bit, maybe like an ounce or a little less, of simple syrup because this stuff is already so sweet. Mm-hmm. And then uh, a, a filthy filthy absolutely filthy um, black cherry huge oh,
1: black cherry you can see that it that is uh, mm-hmm.
0: you're a master alchemist yeah she's gotten exceptionally good at this I love it it's like a love potion, there <laughs> mm-hmm. also I have a I believe the final phase of the uh, Monty Python sandwich is done uh, really? you have an example of it in front of you oh nice yeah, Justin has not tried it I can't wait Money Penny what did you think?
2: Um, well, it was like, it's like magical deliciousness. I've had previous versions, all mm-hmm. of which were delightful. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I devoured that thing way faster than I yep. should have.
1: To. Did it make you always look on the bright side
0: of life?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, kind of.
0: Well, the big change I made was I went with the croissant instead of the French toast. So nice. that's the big redirection. Yeah. And then I found a totally different way to integrate, uh... Bacon into it. Nice. So you'll have to let me know what you think nice. when you try it. Yeah. I, I like to use uh, bacon, bacon more as
1: a flavoring uh, yeah. than a actual uh, protein.
0: Mm-hmm. But uh,
2: somebody needs to make bacon flavored bitters.
1: Oh, I can yeah. make
2: some hot. Cocktails I'm surprised with that.
0: Yeah. that it hasn't happened yet. That's it I mean, would be easy because bacon. The yeah. entire flavor of bacon is in the leftovers. Yeah. Like you yeah. can still. T- you smell a you skillet that you cook bacon. bacon. It smells like bacon. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of which, I made some candied bacon the other day, oh, yeah. and I don't know if that stuff's legal. Yeah, we uh, exactly. have a burger
1: at uh, Crimson that is uh, with candied bacon, and it is quite excellent. Uh,
0: by the way, uh, Crimson, your, your brother's new menu is phenomenal. Yeah. I have told multiple people that like that that menu's... Inspirational, yeah. He's he continues to outdo himself. Mm-hmm. He, he made did, such minor changes, so it looks like the same menu. But then I'm reading it and I'm like, This is totally new. This yeah. is totally new.
1: Yeah, it was very subtle, <laughs> um, but they're, they're actually pretty massive changes once you yeah. break them down. Uh, he's uh, he's kind of hitting a stride in his culinary uh, uh, skills that uh, he's really outdoing himself. It's yeah. uh, he's hit a level. That uh, I don't think a lot of chefs reach.
0: Yeah, that was the best restaurant in town by far. It yeah. was, it's on par with everything within probably eighty miles of here. Yeah, and then there was no need for that. Everybody yeah. loved the place, and he yeah. literally, I was like, "What? Oh, okay." I remember uh, Rocky told me, Chef Rocky, that if uh, if I were a, a chef. I would understand how he looks at menus differently and now yeah. now I know exactly what he's talking about yeah. and I actually messaged him immediately I was like dude you got to check out this new menu you've been here in a while He's like no so yeah. I'll probably meet up with him there too and just kind of yeah sit and mull with him over it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: yeah a good menu tells a yeah. story um, there's mm-hmm. a continuity to a good menu and it, it it tells you a lot about the chef well cheers to you and your brother for, you know.
2: Yes, for bringing mm-hmm. the wonder
3: that is Carson mm-hmm. I uh,
2: tell he's people about it all the time because they're like, so where's Brian from? And I'm like, oh, absolutely the middle of nowhere. But there's this great <laughs> restaurant. Yeah,
1: <laughs> And it's funny. We've been getting more and more out-of-state people that are literally coming to Jennings County just to try the restaurant. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's worth it. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. And the price point, uh, I think... Also makes it worth it because it's not. It could very easily be far more expensive it could than be done. what it is.
2: If that neighborhood was in any one of the yeah. three cities that yeah. are any nearby, major metropolitan it would area, be, yeah, I, at, at least twenty percent more. Yeah, so. at least.
0: This is a uh, off in left field story, but one of our favorite places in India is called Kona Jacks. Oh yeah. Now Kona Jacks, I do understand how this is difficult to run. There are three places that are owned by the same place. They have three kitchens. Yeah. We just so happened to sit in the sushi kitchen this last time, and all I ordered was appetizers and sushi. Yeah. She ordered seafood. Uh, almost didn't order seafood. It would have been even worse had she ordered what she originally planned, which was a salad. So <laughs> we're waiting for her food, and it, her she got swordfish. That takes a while to prep. Yeah. They nailed it. The, the, the braise on it was perfect. Brown butter. I mean, yeah. it, was, it was great. So she's got her swordfish. I'm like, we're really sorry. Your sushi's taking a little long. And I'm like, okay. I'm thinking, but I'm watching the guy.
1: Yeah.
3: And
0: I watched the chef, and I'm assuming it's the chef, he's in grey. Yeah. And everyone else is in blue. Yeah. Like his coat's a different color. Sit and flirt with a girl incessantly. Oh wow. And I didn't think a thing about it. I thought he was from the back, you know, he doesn't do anything. And then as she gets up and leaves, he pulls out the silicone mats to start rolling, and I was like, wait a minute. Wow. So the people across from us, they get their food, and I'm like, I'm I've sat so long, I'm full. Yeah. Like, I ordered a mountain of sushi I can't eat. So finally, I just flagged him down. I was like, hey, cancel that. And uh, you could tell they were pretty upset, but I, I overly tipped the guy because it was not his fault. And I was like, he's yeah. like, I'm really sorry. I don't know why. And I said, it's because he sat there the whole time and, ta- and flirted with that girl. So this yeah. is unacceptable. Yeah. And I'm never mean like that. Like, But yeah, Money Penny said she saw she saw a switch go off. And that was when I saw... He rolled those rolls, and I was like, there's my food. And it went to the table that ordered before us, and they were apologizing to them. And I'm like, that's your fault, bro. Yeah. (laughs)
1: And certain things are just unacceptable. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, most people that work or have worked in the food service industry are pretty accepting of uh, restaurants. Uh, They're much more open-minded than your average customer. Mm -hmm. But there's also a standard there, though. And if that standard's not met, like... I'm very polite to anyone who's serving me. But Absolutely. I don't there care are how many mistakes things, they make. I yeah, will still
2: be polite.
1: Yeah, I'm never going to be hateful or mean to mm-hmm. my server. Because 90% of the time, it's not the server's fault it had nothing anyway. to do with him. He
0: literally went yeah. back there repeatedly and asked what was taking so long. I yeah. just told him what was taking so long. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, like I said, we and over-tipped. He that, took our drinks that's off. That's pretty
1: absurd so. uh, that uh, he would prioritize... Uh, Talking to a girl over your food. Well, but.
2: that's so sad because it was we, baffling. we had yeah. been there before. Yeah. And we purposefully went back, even though we, yeah. we were really not supposed to be in Indy very long. Right. Um, but that restaurant was so amazing the yeah. first time yes. when we did have sushi. Yeah.
0: Now, in defense of this restaurant, the food is still phenomenal. Yes. Yeah. The appetizers we got were worth all of it. I will absolutely go back. Yeah. Uh, the manager. Uh, I heard the one girl that seemed kind of upset that I'd told her to cancel the sushi because it came up. I guess they didn't tell the guy to stop making it because they were yeah. over there discussing it. And the manager was like, oh, that's BS. And he took our drinks off. So, Kona Jax is good. Yeah. But... Yeah, they, you can't judge that place based off one employee. And I know it was him because yeah. everything else came out the, just e- fine. Yeah.
2: Everything else, <laughs> the drinks was were totally fast. It was all great, and they were very busy. It was and a I actually weekend.
0: appreciate uh,
1: a situation like that where you can pinpoint the blame. Yeah, yes. that, because otherwise it'd just have run your experience, and you wouldn't know why. Exactly, and you would be less likely to go back. And mm-hmm. uh, knowing exactly what the problem was yep. makes you willing to be like, okay, it was just this one an employee, um, yeah. we can still
0: enjoy the restaurant. It is the one thing I hate about looking so distinct. Like, if I go and sit in that section again, he's going to be like, oh, that guy. He yeah. <laughs> 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 ordered yeah. three giant rolls, and then yeah. I just tried to flirt, and he got mad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm we'll just, just try trying to split some game. Yeah, <laughs> see what happens. So, but, you know, we do live in a crazy, crazy time, but... We still can do stuff like this. Like we, yeah. we everybody seems to be trudging through the uh, wreck of you know record profits for the oil industries again and gas at four dollars a gallon. Pretty yeah. well this time, better than last time. Yeah, in all honesty. But I just worry that it it's there's a it's like a fuse.
1: You know I, what I mean? I I feel like everyone's kind of just ready for the other shoe to go ahead and drop. That's what I, I've been, I've I've been yeah, telling money to for months. more people say that they're just ready for the economy to collapse. Go ahead, <laughs> go
0: like, ahead. we need it to be affordable. <laughs> yeah.
2: Because every time we think that, well, at least for the past few years, for me, every time I think that, okay, it probably can't get any worse than this. Yes, it's it, like, it oh, it absolutely can, look at yes. that. Yeah. But then on the other hand, I'm still here. Yeah. I'm okay. Still surviving. Um, yeah. Most of the people that I surround myself with are also still yeah. okay. Yeah. You know, like as, as good as can be expected. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and lots of medication. There's
1: a thing that happens in, in kitchens that there, when, take a busy Saturday night when you're knee deep in the weeds, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there is a point, and it's this point of grace almost where you're so fucked it doesn't matter if you rush anymore. So you start taking your time. You start perfecting your craft in the heat of the moment and you're the anger goes away, the rush goes away, the stress goes away. i tell you what. And you mm-hmm. are literally just trying to do the best you can in the situation. And I feel like we're almost there as a nation. Like, mm-hmm. we're so fucked. So hopefully
0: <laughs> yeah. that's what we get, because I was recently in a kitchen with a person that just could not figure that out. Yeah. Could not. Hateful, 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 yeah. hateful. What? Then wanted glory. Hateful, yeah. hateful. And I was like, <laughs> whoa. whoa. And then I started realizing that it was like they wanted to play like we were perpetually in the weeds
1: yeah when we weren't yeah
0: and I was like whoa I, hold I've on like people. this should be the it's coolest day ever people that can't,
1: can't metabolize stress yeah do that. like we would have but days where what it, it makes good. me think of is that moment in one of the X-Men films with Quicksilver mm-hmm. where everyone else is moving in slow motion and he's Yeah, that's what it feels like like everything (laughs) stops the noise kind of goes to the background and you're just in the moment and doing the best and i feel like we're almost there as a nation everybody's like we're already fucked like let's worry about just doing what's in front of us right Mm -hmm. now yeah we can do and uh i don't know there's a there's pluses and minuses to that of course but uh i don't see people that are It's almost become laughable. It feels absurd. I don't see people that are like depressed and want to like off themselves. Like, they're like, oh, it's fucked and it's kind of funny. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to make a meme about it. (laughs) I drink twice
2: as much as I did two years ago. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm on way more medication. Yeah. But like, also. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Everything's fine. Yeah. <laughs>
3: yep. Yeah.
2: Yep. Um. Just a side note, guys. Yeah. Turns out, bacon bitters 100% do exist. I was going to say. Lucky bastards. I was going to say. Yeah. They are literally called Lucky Bastard Bacon Bitters. Bacon. Oh, are, that's fair. They come they're
0: in a spray, spray bottle. Yeah. Oh, that's fair. It's a spritzer.
2: Of, they're out of Canada.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Canadian.
2: So I, I'm definitely going to try. Yeah. To order them.
1: I will probably wear it as clone. Yes.
2: <laughs> oh my God. The women you would get. Yeah. Because I wouldn't
1: be able to travel anywhere. Because no. women just suctioning. Too. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It would be d- very dangerous. <laughs> well, I like, do
1: I smell frying bacon, Tia's <laughs> Would just strip search you every time? <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh my goodness. Yeah, they have a uh, a cocktail recommendation called the ulti- the Canada's ultimate Caesar and it's it's sort of like a bloody mary but um vodka uh, or dill pickle vodka which they also make. I need to go to Canada. Yeah. Um the bacon bitters they have bacon rimmer oh,
0: like wow. the the yeah. rimming stuff. Yeah. It's probably
2: like a savory, I Yeah. Guessing. Tabasco, Worcestershire, Clamato, <laughs> Lime Wedge, and a pickled garnish, so I can that see but, like pickled fantastic. radishes. Yep. That That's sounds a That sounds amazeballs. That
1: sounds like a meal. <laughs> it does. <laughs>
2: oh my gosh, they're from Saskatoon. I have driven through Saskatoon. It's worth a visit. The God
1: Dog. Yep. Yeah, here comes the God Oh dog. yes. Hmm.
2: Wow. The whole crew is very quiet tonight. They're very yeah. respectful.
0: They have, there's been multiple trains today though. So they, yeah. they, they've worshipped a lot. <laughs> yeah,
1: they're like, we're all worshipped out. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of worship, uh, we, we touched a little bit on Ghost earlier. Uh, there is another band that is an anonymous artist collective. Yeah. They're still anonymous. No one has really figured out who's who. Yeah. We think we know who the lead singer is, but the band's called Sleep Token. Yeah. I sent you a single from them yeah. the other day
1: fantastic
0: uh, they've hit their stride in such a way and I was like man it'd be cool if they were coming to the US and money penny like oh they are I got you tickets in Virginia
1: oh that's fantastic
2: so September we are yeah. driving to this music festival now it just so happens all we wanted to see was sleep Token, right right yeah. and music festivals I'm just not a huge fan of crowds yeah I mean, like either. the idea of a music yeah. festival mm-hmm. sounds great if I was like in the Mobile or something, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, I don't like strangers touching me, me especially when they're intoxicated, yeah. and I think we all know they will be. Yeah. Oh, yes. But. Blissfully. There are so many excellent bands really? that will be there that but kind of both of us are yeah. interested in. That's you know, awesome. He's definitely more of like the metal and rock fan. Yeah. But I can appreciate it a lot, and Sleep Token is very, like, kind of cross-genre. Yeah, they're,
0: they're their own thing, for sure. Yes. Yeah, the closest thing that's ever came to them was A Perfect Circle, which was actually more Billy Howardell than anything. Yeah. He did most of the musical writing for that and stuff, and then yeah. Maynard was just the vocalist. He went out on his own and did this band called Ashes Divide, and his voice is okay. He's just not a great singer. Yeah. Like, and Maynard is such a great Maynard singer. is such a, It's <laughs> I mean, like, you, you went all the way to the top, level. man, and then you, yeah. it's like a... I was telling her the other day, she didn't realize this. I was like, yeah, everybody loves Creed still. They just don't know it. Uh, Scott Stapp literally lost his mind. He had bipolar disorder and he yeah. was uh, doing drugs. and yeah. It made him go completely crazy. Yeah. That's what happened to him. He's he's okay now, but there's never... like They did another Creed album and he got his life on track. And then he did like a big rehab show with uh, Dr. Drew, I think. Really? Yeah, he, he did that and that's got himself cool. sorted out. But in the meantime... Uh, Mark Tremonti and the rest of Creed Tremonti's a guitar player and does most of the writing Yeah They just found another lead singer and became Alter Bridge And that lead singer is just the best He's so good I did not
1: realize that Creed became Alter Bridge
0: Yeah, Creed became Alter Bridge Uh, Tremonti did his own thing uh, Which is, the band's called Tremonti And it's more of a metal band And he's a decent singer himself
1: Really? Yeah, he
0: did a lot of backup stuff I think for Creed and wrote most of the music. It's yeah. the guitar melodies and stuff for Tremonti. Yeah. And then, uh, of course, Scott Stapp just did his own thing. Yeah. Because I mean, he's everybody still loves the guy. Yeah. They never quite hit like that Nickelback level, where everyone's yeah. like, "Well, fuck these guys." But yeah. they were like the prototype for that.
1: They were. They were kind <laughs> of the uh, the front end of the butt rock movement. The new metal slash butt rock. Yeah. Uh, Movement, but uh, I've always appreciated Creed. Yeah. I, I kind of liked uh, in that moment. It, I mean, my taste have, has evolved greatly since then, but I did enjoy like Days of the New Creed, that yeah. whole um era and style. But uh, I've been my, my musical taste just gets stranger and stranger all, all the time, it's yeah. constantly evolving.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's a, what I've realized too is that uh, I did not understand how strong of an impact music had in general, and how much of an influence it was on my life, until this was actually recently I wrote you about it. I listened to a song, and there's no translation for this yet, because they're using like old, old, I think Gaelic. Yeah. So they don't, know they've not released their lyrics yet, but just that song in that video like, leveled me in a way. Yeah. And the first comment was a guy that was going through similar stuff I had, and I'm like, it hit him the same way? What? Yeah. Yeah. Very It's odd.
1: very powerful music mm-hmm. um, And that's what I look for most in music mm-hmm. Is that guttural emotional response yeah, the- um, That you can't even control Or fully explain uh, It just hits you in a way that Few things can Music is the the universal language. I, mean, it's, I think so. Speaks to everyone.
0: Yeah, um, it was. It's very weird too. I knew I'd heard this before, but the band's name is halung, which is an ancient word for healing, and that. that's their whole thing. That makes like, sense. That's why they're doing this. They're the same way. Yeah. We've lost the ritual. We've lost the, yeah. the these things that were important to us. Yeah. So.
1: And uh, that's really uh, kind of where I'm at in life is just trying to get back to touching on something pure, finding that ritual, finding the spirit again. Yeah. I feel like as a society, we've lost that. Mm -hmm. And uh, we literally just threw out 10, 11 millennia of knowledge (laughs) um, about the spirit and the ritual. And we've just thrown it to the wayside and replaced it with uh, pseudo rituals um, through... Like the Catholic Church and mm-hmm. the evolution of, of that and yeah, and uh, it it we did it wrong. <laughs> we did it wrong. And we, <laughs> we
0: broke it. Well, we were given this. Uh, like the, people don't understand how powerful the '80s were. Yeah. But we were again all tuned into the same thing. Yeah. We all looked up kind of to the same people. These big bold Americans and yeah. you know we all watched Challenger explode and. Uh, several things happened in the the '80s,
1: and Hunter S. Thompson wrote a lot about the mm-hmm. '80s because it was such a massive change. And it's really the '80s were kind of when the uh, free love movement died on the vine. Right, uh, it had been commodified and sold out, and greed replaced it and greed became a good thing and something to strive for he wrote uh, a book about the 80s as as a decade and it's called Generation (laughs) of Swine and it is absolutely dead on Mm -hmm. it is Uh, I think he kind of understood society in a way few people can grasp. He had that big picture view of things. Even when he was living through those moments, he could always zoom out and see the big picture. And I think that's why his writing still remains important to this day. But I actually just reread Generation of Swine a couple uh, months ago. Mm -hmm. And I had forgotten how... How dead on it is It's directly on target And Generation of Swine Is a perfect title for it Because it's about It's when we replaced All of our high ideals With greed
0: With greed <laughs> It and didn't then,
1: matter What your high ideals were As long as you had money
0: Well I always have said That the <laughs> 80s were So powerful They ran until 93 Yeah And then It did. metastasizes in 93 Yeah And the next thing we get Is You know The dot com boom And NAFTA Yeah yeah. And so all of a sudden, like, that's your final payoff from yeah. that. The guys yeah. that were in charge yeah. cashed out, yeah. and they're all still rich. And yeah. then now we're all, like, scrambling to think what the heck's going on. Yeah, and,
1: and that's uh, the time we sold the USSR collapse and mm-hmm. the oligarchies. Tear down it. this wall. Yeah, <laughs> we saw the oligarchies <laughs> buy up all of Russia.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I mean, it's when greed Won and uh, Thompson calls them the great greedheads, yeah. and across the globe they won.
2: Well, and part of the reason for that is something that you actually touched on earlier, and might not even realize. So, why Congress can sort of insider, insider trade. trade? There was a Supreme Court case yes, in there 1980. Was. Um, I'm going to butcher this name: Chiarella versus the United States, and basically the story was uh, this guy was printing he was a printer
3: yeah
2: he saw information
3: yeah
2: about a company bought shares of it and profited from that yeah and the court ruled that just possessing that information doesn't necessitate like
1: a crime a cr-
2: yeah. yeah um and i think that's how congress kind of justifies like Getting oh well, just because it. you know yeah mm. but like which is
1: crazy they're Passing policies They're passing and policies. investing yes. on that information—that's <laughs> insane. I know, and it's kind of like lobbyism. I mean, lobbyist—that yeah. <laughs> uh, is literally legalized bribery. There is no two ways about it. If you were to just explain what a lobbyist does to someone that knew nothing about our politics, they'd be like, "Oh, so they bribed your politicians." Yep. yep <laughs> that's it. Much. That's what
2: they do. Yep. And
1: it's completely legal. Well
2: and everyone does it. You yeah. Know, my The people my that don't worked... do it
1: get left behind yeah. because they do. That's how things get done.
2: My mother worked in renewable energy for a while and was on um She was heavily involved in the interaction between the renewable energy industry and Congress. She wasn't a lobbyist, but she talked to the lobbyist that was hired. (laughs) And she was like, this makes me feel awful every time, but like, this is just how it's done.
1: Yeah, you have to sell out your morals to get anything done. You look at the... Planned Parenthood movement and how closely Related to eugenics it was mm-hmm. That's She was, I can't think of Margaret her name Sanger. Yeah, she was by any means Necessary uh, Type of person mm-hmm. But she completely aligned herself With some of the most awful human beings This, this nation has ever seen Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's crazy Something as important as Body autonomy was tied to Giving one group of people body autonomy and completely taking it away, away from, from everyone else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so crazy. Uh, and that's how politics are played. That
0: is, in this whole scheme of things, I don't think we're saying anything right now that most people don't know. Yeah. And you can see this all the time. Like, like, I look at the guy that just got in. I'm like, why well, didn't like that guy? Yeah. I'm like, okay, hold on. But what I'm starting to realize is that everybody does see this and this is kind of the split between uh, Dan Harmon and Alan Moore, right? Like yeah. you got the two Uh, schools of thought yeah one of them is like if we just relax and learn the answers organically things will be okay and that would be your Alan Moore types yeah you know focus on what's important and like slowly filter through and learn Dan Harmon is like we already know everything and it doesn't matter. Yeah. It won't change anything. It equals zero. <laughs> it equals nothing. It's yeah. all, in the end, one big nuclear explosion. Yeah. It, it,
1: it, he calls it uh, uh, heat death
0: because eventually the, the sun is going the to explode. The law of thermodynamics. <laughs> yeah. But that could be backwards because we've talked before about what if we hit a certain point and everything just folds back in. Yeah. So instead of uh, going to the big zero, the thermodynamic zero where everything's the same temperature, mm-hmm. Yeah. how do we know we're not going to bounce backwards? Exactly.
2: Contract. We don't know. It's so true. Well, and I think that whole mindset of like, well, sure, I know all of these things are terrible and wrong and happened yeah. and are continuing to happen, but like, what can I do about it and what am I going to do about yeah. it? Probably nothing because I've got my own shit to deal with. Exactly. As you know yeah. as most people do yeah and it's interesting to think about the fact that like we don't see a solution so we so many of us have just given up trying yeah. to be part of it yeah that solution could still happen yeah we could We could could always choose better. better. Yeah, Yeah, we could always choose better. We could.
1: And uh, I tend to be hopeful. I've always said I'm an optimistic nihilist. Um. I I don't believe it has inherent meaning, but I do believe that you can choose your own meaning. I think Mm -hmm. that
3: Mm -hmm. that
1: is the freedom. And uh, I think the hard part for a lot of people is freedom is responsibility. Mm -hmm. Uh, Freedom of choice Most people want the choice made for them Mm. They they do do. Because when you're having trouble Feeding yourself Or housing yourself You don't want to make those hard choices You already have hard choices To make every single day Of your life You have to worry about whether I'm going to pay rent Or buy groceries this week Mm -hmm. You're not trying to make harder choices Than that (laughs) And why would you? Uh, and I think that's where we're seeing this uh, kind of... It's almost its own new brand of nihilism. It's like this mix of existential versus cosmic. And it it leads to all this uh, antipathy and mis- misanthropy where uh, people are so exhausted from just trying to survive. Mm-hmm. Right. I talk to so many people that are just in survival mode. Yes. I talk to so many people, myself included... I'll, I'll ask how someone's day or week was, and they're like, "I worked and slept," and that's every that's day. It. <laughs> that's, yep, it. That's, it. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Um, we, do. we don't have things that uh, allow us to enjoy uh, existing and right. connect. Um, very few and far between. And I think that's why things like podcasts are coming about because it's actual connection. It's actual conversation. It's real connection.
0: It shocks me how many people I will have that I don't even realize they've listened to this. Yeah. And then they don't come up and say, "Oh man, you made a really good point on this. You made a really good point on that." So it's like, I love listening to this.
1: Yeah, I love the way
0: you guys it's talk. I love how much you guys like bring up things that I never thought about. Like, so that's like, come over. Yeah, <laughs> like, come, yeah come over mother,
2: be on the podcast. I have yes. one super
0: very fun. close friend uh, who actually we had a crazy health scare. Really, uh, with his his wife. So I was there. Like, a, was that last weekend? Yeah. And he right before all this went, down, everything's fine. She's fine. Yeah. Uh, it was like a reaction to uh, anesthesia. Oh, delayed reaction. And yeah. uh, so he's like, dude I gotta come on your podcast? Like there's something he's like, there's some stuff I just really want to like get on there and talk about. I was like, just let me know the day. Yeah, we'll do it. Yeah. I didn't even um, know he listened to it. I, I had no idea. That's freaking awesome.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I, I love that because uh, that's the whole point. That's the a, point. O- yeah. Organic conversation and real connection. Mm-hmm. Um, and putting that out there to show that it's not dead. I mean, that you can sit and have a intellectual conversation with someone and actually connect, even if you differ greatly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. as so few, so many people have lost that because they're stuck in their echo chambers that they don't think mm-hmm. they can agree with someone that believes differently than them on anything.
2: Well, and that's another example of why face to face is so important. It is so important. Like, you can tell me mm-hmm. that you completely disagree with me, yeah. but the look in your eyes tells me that that's okay yeah, th- yeah.
1: that you're still going to find common ground as a human fucking being yeah. mm-hmm. to have a conversation about it and at the end of the day most people want the exact same fucking things they just think there are different ways of getting those things yes uh, most of us just want to be mm-hmm. happy at the end of the day uh, yeah. we, we want peace and happiness and build feed our families and feed ourselves and mm-hmm. um and uh it's just a difference in how you get it done. Yep. And that's usually where the disagreements come in. And having a face to face conversation, I rarely see anyone arguing politics face to face. And Facebook is not real life. No. You'll no. see vitriol, just absolute hatred in these comments. Mm-hmm. And if you took those same people, put a drink in their hand, and said, "Okay, talk about politics," they would be laughing and hugging by the end of the conversation. Of course they would. Yes, be yeah. like,
2: "Oh my gosh, I hated that guy too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, even oh. though I voted for him. <laughs> like, oh.
0: <laughs> yeah."
2: It happens all the time.
0: That's And that's kind of the, I think what's led to this too is, I think everybody got exhausted with what we call, I call, the true believers. Yeah. Oh, god. These are the ones that are going to quit talking to you because yeah. you've stepped on their toe in some way. And I'm like, yeah. but what? Well, they're the ones yeah. who,
2: it, it it doesn't matter what information they come across. No. Their mind that will not change. it's yep.
1: total. It, it, yeah. It, it,
2: just won't. They'll and reject
1: any information. There's that like doesn't this crazy align.
2: inflexibility mm-hmm. or even the complete inability to accept that you might have been wrong. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. And it's that and it's there's desire so much of it. Yeah, that's what it is. There's so much of a desire to just be right. They oh. don't even care how they get to right <laughs> and um, what supports them being right. They just want to be right.
0: Right. And context uh, doesn't matter. Yeah, it's like and this, that's well, where this blurb we get caught this. up.
1: The, that is where we get caught up um, is just wanting to be right when we won't accept new information. Hmm. Did you just discover
0: some new alchemy?
2: I think she did. So, did you do something sneaky? I did something super sneaky. So, I'm still on this Kentucky coffee whiskey and having a lot of fun. Incessant research. Oh, um, wow. So, this was probably wow. that's refreshing. Equal really? parts Kentucky coffee Citrus. and Cointreau yeah. with a couple drops of orange bitters. You say that Cointreau? Cointreau. Yeah. Cointreau. It's French. Sorry. I mean, I don't know, how do you say it? I say Germanian, all French
1: words the exact incontrol. same way. Croissant.
2: Croissant. <laughs> yeah, the important thing to remember about French, and I can say this authoritatively, having formerly lived in a French-speaking country, is you just don't have to say all the letters. In yeah. fact, if you do, that's wrong.
0: Yeah. <laughs> She's our international spy for a reason. Yeah. It's true. dun dun dun, dun. I'm not
2: an international spy, Brian. <laughs> I cannot confirm or deny.
0: So guys. Wrapping this up towards the end, I kind of want to just like uh, touch on what everyone's been doing lately. We're going, uh, Money Penny and I went kayaking. Mm.
2: Um, We also went on the bourbon trail.
0: Went on the bourbon trail. Uh, Again, next uh, podcast we do, which will hopefully be next week, I am going to knock on wood for luck. We will have Glen Cairns. I will have a couple bourbons. We will have a water dropper. I'm so yes. fist as we can be. Yeah. Uh, I will have some stories for you people that you cannot get just going on a bourbon trail tour. Yeah. You have to be slightly argumentative and know a lot about bourbon. <laughs> and then the lady that is a teacher that just did your bourbon trail will corner you and say... How do you know all this if you've never been here before? Yeah. And then tell you secrets? <laughs> yes, and we had that's a
2: fabulous experience at so many places. That's amazing. Two
0: of them I have 100. Uh, I don't. They're not gonna. I don't believe they'll tell you this on any tour. There might be a guy that does it now. Yeah. But they are awesome things, and I have some photos to back them up. Oh, nice! Mm-hmm. Oh, it's nice. awesome. So we did the Bourbon Trail. That was great. We kayaked, Justin. Um, Besides going to the bottom of the ocean and uh, conspiring against the human race, what else would be done? I uh, really can't talk about it. I understand that. You need And you call me the international spy.
2: Are there are there
1: are there really giant squid? Uh, yes, uh, uh, the scarier of the two. Uh, there's giant and colossal. Uh, colossal is definitely the scarier of the two. Giant being just a huge common white squid. Uh, colossal is uh, the humble, uh, just in giantized form, uh-huh. which is terrifying.
0: They are extremely uh, intelligent and, and aggressive. And, and they will super attack the
1: aggressive. Ship. They're called Diablo Rojo in all Spanish-speaking areas of the world because they are the Red Devil. Their suckers have hooks. Yes. Uh, they mm-hmm. literally shred you as they eat you. Mm-hmm. And they travel in packs. Of, giant packs. Yeah. Uh, six, seven hundred. And a colossal squid is literally a giant humble. Um, the largest one we've seen and we know it was a we know for a fact it was uh, a juvenile, was uh, 47 feet long as a juvenile. And
0: if I'm recalling right, they were putting cameras on Humboldt's. So they don't yes. care no. if you do this. And yeah. one came up from below and the, ate The idea a group was of such
1: a silly idea to me. Uh, the biologist in charge sounded like Spicoli from Fast Times at Ridgemont High. <laughs> but he was like, we're going to take a, a squid jig, uh, put a camera on it, And attach it to a Humboldt, and then that Humboldt, because about 60% of all the things squid eat are other squid, smaller squid. They're like, a bigger squid will eat that squid and get the jig attached to it, and then and bigger and bigger and bigger, and it worked. It worked. (gasps) It worked. This is a We didn't get a good view. We don't know how large the squid was, but we do know that it's the largest eyeball we've ever seen. It's a big boy. Yeah. Uh,
2: Their eyes have an estimated diameter of 12 to 16 inches. Inches, yeah, yeah, yep. um, inches on That's that
1: insane. particular occurrence, they used because there's light shining off the eyeball of the animal. Um, they extrapolated out mathematically how large that eyeball would be, and they said near beach ball size, yeah, mm. yeah. You're probably talking 120 feet long, um, if you compare other eyeballs to body mass in other squids, right? Um, So that's the Kraken, and we do have a written account of a Kraken. Uh, The Spanish Armada in the 1640s, literally every Spanish Armada ship had a captain and a scribe, someone who kept a ship's log. Six ships watched a seventh get torn apart by tentacles. And they all wrote about the exact same account. Yep. <laughs> uh, so we know what's happened. It would be a rare occurrence because you're talking about animals. It would that probably are have to be one that
0: was deep. really old or really sick. Yeah. Coming yeah. up to the top to come yeah. Yeah. up with a red tide or something. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. yeah, most of the time so it's very during their deep. like development mm-hmm. you'll see the the very young squid yeah. closer to the surface. Yeah. But yeah. really still And
1: quite we really deep. don't know we don't understand uh, Humboldt behavior quite yeah, um, because they don't always come to the surface to hunt, but when they do, they come in droves. Uh, it's, it's insane. Like mm-hmm. We just had, in 2019, the largest that we've tracked, the largest school of Humboldt in the Gulf of Mexico, mm-hmm. came up to the surface. You're talking a couple thousand uh, six-foot-long squid with right. hooks on their suckers <laughs> came up to feast, and we don't know what caused it. Yeah. Uh, we've never seen one that large. I'm
0: positive that okay, this is my my like deep passion, which is interesting that Money Penny's mother was into renewable energies, but I am obsessed with 3D ocean farming. Yeah. And the reason I got obsessed with that was because I realized that we will go on and on about deforestation, but when you deforest something and you plant another crop of fast-growing pines or something, it actually is going to displace more carbon. Yeah. But when you bust an oil rig open cuz you don't want Gas yes, being cheap or whatever it yeah. is I don't know. There's an earthquake, whatever, yeah. uh, and it floods the bottom of the ocean. It can kill out a kelp forest. Yeah, kelp yeah. forests are miles tall, and yeah. the ocean is the world's For biological. They're like sixty
1: percent of how we uh, get rid of carbon. Yeah, uh, is the ocean forest, and we
0: could deforest. How much of the ocean before anybody would catch it? I don't even yeah. know if they monitor this. Yeah. Uh, there are people that are moderating it,
1: but I, I just don't think it's in the public zeitgeist. Um, there is good news on that front, though. The The girl that won the uh, grant to build a machine that cleared plastics out mm-hmm. of the
0: ocean. It's a young man. Uh, There's a girl that won it now? Uh, I saw a young lady. I just I always one. tell people, I said, it doesn't matter if we make these straws out of mushroom plastic that melts or whatever. Yeah we have to get rid of what's there now. So I would yeah. much rather do a proactive approach than reactive because no matter how we obey these laws, yeah, if a country like China doesn't... Yeah,
1: yeah then it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter.
0: We're we, literally still in the narrative. Yeah, you knocked out 30%. still going in, yeah. and at what cost did we do that? So yes, that young man, they said it was impossible, and he said, oh, I I thought it up, and it works. Yeah, and it's
1: working more efficiently than we thought. They've already deployed six, the last article I read, six of these robots, and it's working like uh, like 25%, not an insignificant amount more. It's a large percentage uh, Mm -hmm. more efficient than what they thought.
0: That's amazing. And
1: that technology is going to improve, as all things.
0: I'm going to close on this one. We were just talking. I was talking about how the 80s were such a time, right? Like, yeah. we all watched Challenger explode. Yeah. We all knew the space race was done, and we had won it. And yeah. what were we going to do next? I mean, look at the like the reading material. the yeah. not Scientology bird in the 80s? Yeah. From that, yeah. That, this, like, lust for, like, the next thing. Yeah. And then... It all got hijacked, I think, around 2014. So, Elon Musk had said, uh, "I can make a rocket yeah. that's way better than anything you guys." And have reusable. Made. I can make it cheaper. <laughs> I can do all these things, and uh, they, the government was basically like, "Bet." Yeah. And then, I'll never forget this. I'd heard that uh, they were going to take two astronauts and put them on the space station, then return the rocket and land it. Yeah. And. When I watched that happen, it was so profound. And Everyone it's so in that funny room. funny that it's
1: not more a part of the public zeitgeist. When we went to the moon, that was a huge deal across the nation. Everywhere. Everyone was impacted. And, like, children grew up wanting to be astronauts because of that moment or when Challenger...
0: Firefighters. Yeah. Astronauts.
1: Yeah. Doctors. Uh, But astronaut was on the list. And now we don't have those unifying moments. But we're still having the moments. We're just not... That
0: moment was completely stolen from the public eye. Because I had to get a stream and watch that. And they said... I mean, there are, like... These are serious people with NASA. Yeah. Hugging Elon and his crew, and he's just cheesing ear to ear, and they're like, this is the biggest breakthrough in our lifetime, Yeah, and I had to watch it on a stream.
1: I read something interesting. Uh, There was a question brought up, why have we stopped going to the moon, Mm -hmm. and Neil deGrasse Tyson talked about how that is very specific knowledge very, very specific knowledge that got us there. Mm -hmm. And if you wait too long, that knowledge is lost with the people that are no longer in the program. He is like we have to keep it going to keep it it going. Like that that is not just experience and information you can just magically Mm -hmm. make appear. And so everyone's kind of down on billionaires for wanting to go to space, we're going to have to go to space eventually. You cannot have infinite growth on a finite planet, period. Well,
0: I found it no coincidence, right, that I watched this happen, and I'm like, man, this this is going to fix things, right? I'm yeah. like, this it's is such a big things. deal. Yeah. And then all I heard about for months on end was George Floyd, Bianca Taylor, riot, 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 riot yeah. racist, racist, racist. That was it. That was all And I was like No one's even talking about this Yes, It's uh... And that's the whole thing About people living Different realities now And I just think Finally all these Fake realities Are going to collapse in Yeah And we're going to realize We're in the same boat Yeah It's like the end Of The Wizard of Oz Right We're going to finally Be like Yeah Pull that curtain back Yeah We just need it We need a toto Yeah To go yank the curtain So we all can't deny it anymore Yeah Yeah I think you're right I think so, man. I mean, it just I hope so. I really hope so because yeah. I want to be. I want to be in the world where, like, everyone has a party, yeah. and we all drink whiskey, <laughs> yeah. and we all cook and have fun and hang out because we're gonna send a person to Mars. They're gonna land on this date. It's gonna be a big deal. I'm I'm gonna butcher the quote, but in
1: the epic of guilt. Gilgamesh, which is uh, the oldest written story we have. Mm -hmm. It talks about how the gods kept immortality for themselves, so Mm -hmm. live like you could die tomorrow, essentially. Yeah. Um, And uh, it's essentially telling you to live your life because the gods are selfish. They kept immortality for themselves. And uh, so I like to think that I approach life in that way, at least Mm -hmm. most of the time.
0: I think you're doing a pretty good job. Uh, I'm hoping. You've existed in my life in a very... special fashion and that you were there the day I met Ella. I was. And then we embarked on this trip to uh, uh, essentially become dragons and <laughs> make a horde that we could hide on top of and live our lives out. And then yeah. obviously we're here now. Yeah. And uh, you're still, you know, yeah. you're still the same person. You're still yeah. great. So, Money, Penny, anything to add? I've seen you incessantly researching over there.
2: I am. Um, partially because you, you guys do talk about a lot of things that even I don't really think about, um, but that Gilgamesh quote I feel like is a really great place to end, and it is what you seek you shall never find, for when the gods made man, they kept immortality to themselves, fill your belly. Exactly. And like, you need to feed yourself, Gave me goosebumps. and give yourself <laughs> Look at that. what yeah. you think you need. Chicken yeah. skin
0: is producers call it. Yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Folks, I hope That we filled your belly a little tonight. Yeah. I hope that if you go and try Kentucky Coffee Coffee Whiskey, that you find it as delightful as we did.
1: Yeah. Too bad uh, you all don't have a money penny alchemist to uh, make it even better. (laughs) To concoct and make (laughs) magic out of it. So
0: She she now controls the drink. Yeah. I control the food. I say salute to her. Yes. So, again... Sorry guys, we, uh, we're doing our best. Uh, the world's wild and crazy, I have gone through a whole lot. Uh, I was told that nine months to one year would be a hard time for me. Yeah. Uh, damn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great prediction. But yeah. We are, we are together, we're still doing it, we still care about everybody and obviously we never quit thinking about y'all. Yeah. That's why we keep doing this. So again, thank you everyone for tuning in. We really hope to hear from you soon. And you all have a good night. Praise God.